Welcome back to episode 11 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon 2? The Amelia Myth which was released in 2019 by studio JC Staff. It has 12 episodes and comes in both a sub and dub, and I continued to watch the sub version. If you heard my last review, you know that I hold Damachi Season 1 in high regard. I had so much fun with the series that I had to continue into Season 2 right away. We jump right back into the action, Belle, Lily, Wealth, and the addition of Makoto, putting in work in the dungeon. Not too much time has passed. Belle has continued on his quest to get stronger and catch up with eyes. He's now fighting on the middle floors and is on the cusp of becoming level 3. So after a hard day of monster slaying, the team is having a celebratory meal in honor of Wealth becoming level 2, when someone who looks like a child starts insulting our group. Everyone impressively enough is keeping their cool until the prepubescent looking loudmouth says something about Hestia. Belle snaps real quick and I said it in my season 1 review, it might not be romantic but Belle loves his goddess. So seeing him go off was no surprise. Before Belle can do anything, Wealth domes the guy with a beer mug and a bar fight ensues. After holding their own, they eventually get easily dispatched by a higher level adventurer in the group they were fighting against. This is where both our story and trouble starts. The group they fought were part of the Apollo Familia, and due to this incident, Apollo himself has taken an interest in Belle. When Belle and Hestia are invited to attend the Apollo banquet, it shows not much has changed from season 1. Hestia is getting her fill at the buffet table, she's still crazy jealous of Belle and other girls. She jumps on Belle to prevent him from even glancing in Freya's direction. Then once again, Hestia is the first person Freya approaches at the party because of her fascination with Belle. And the banquet had great moments. Belle fainting when Loki says he's unimpressive and nothing like eyes. Just reminding him that even though he's come so far, he's not anywhere near eyes yet. That was great. Then we have Hermes, the ultimate wingman. Season 1 gave Belle the opportunity to see eyes naked. Season 2, it looks like he's going to go snatch his girl. Then with the acting skills of a first year high school drama production, hits the... Oh no, I just remembered I have to be elsewhere. Belle, do me a solid and dance with the young lady. I loved how everyone helped Belle out with the proper etiquette on how to ask eyes to dance, and then them keeping Hestia and Loki away. At first I was like Belle shouldn't be picking up dancing this quickly, but I remember they did train together a lot, so they would know each other's movements, and fighting is parallel to dancing, it's all just rhythm and timing. Then eyes telling him she was happy at the end, it was just a great piece to further their relationship. Now hold on to that moment, because we're not going to get anything like it for 9 more episodes. The whole banquet was just a ploy to get Hestia to agree to a war game in order for Apollo to steal Bell and subjugate him to his family. Apollo is a creepy son of a gun, he has those anime crazy eyes. I understand the Apollo Familia is mid-tier so certain people may not want to go against them, but when they were destroying the town going after Bell and Hestia, I feel eyes could have tried to let Loki let her help instead of just accepting it. She was just like, okay. In season 1, as soon as she hears white hair, she bails on whatever she's doing regardless of who she's with. She always goes to help Belle. But this time she just accepts it. I also expected Freya to get involved somehow behind the scenes like we see later in the season, but she doesn't really do anything to stop this initial attack. And also, I would have thought the guild would have a bigger say in this kind of stuff. Ina's supervisor was just like, oh well you know, they'll just pay the fine, there's not really much we can do. It shows just how useless the guild is in this universe. But the real ones, Lily and Welf, want all the smoke. They help Belle without hesitation, middle fingers to their own familias. Then Hestia's friends came to help, which I was happy about. Not everyone was just going to sit by and let this bullshit happen. 
When the church got destroyed, I was so pissed off. If you listen to my review of season one, I loved that church. And yeah, we get a big ass mansion later with all the remodels and extras, but I'd still choose that church. Apollo got help from the Soma family to attack Bell. We saw the initial meetup in episode one at the banquet. Eventually, Hestia realizes she cannot run away, and Old School smacks Apollo with a white glove, indicating that she accepts his challenge. And during the meeting to decide the rules of the war game, Hermes actually had some balls suggesting giving Hestia some help. Apollo refuses it, but then Freya backs Hermes up, which leads us to getting the winner of season one's best girl and overall savage Rue on the squad. Then we're led into the war game, which I'll discuss later in the review, but spoiler alert, the Hestia family wins and the Apollo arc concludes. Episode 5 this season is like a buffer, and even though we had some good moments in it, with only 12 episodes and 3 different arcs, the last thing we needed was a wasted episode. The recruiting process, shutting down all the girls that Belle might look at, to everyone running away because the Hestia knife caused the Familia to be in debt, it was all great, and I was happy that we didn't get new members because we just got the crew together, let's not go adding randoms, and Belle's realization that he's been flipping around 200 million valleys in every episode, that was all great. Then we finish off with Bell describing his feelings for everyone, which was very sweet, but did we really need an entire episode for all this? It could have easily been cut down to half an episode, then have Mikoto find out that her friend is having issues, have them trail her to the red light district, and then have the episode end when Bell first spots Haruhime. This way we're progressed into the next arc, leaving more room to develop the story. So we got a new character, Haruhime, and I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but it is what it is, Haruhime, that's what it's going to be. As I've mentioned, I don't like coincidences, so Bell just unknowingly sees her in the window. Out of everyone in the quarter, he noticed her. Sure, she stands out because she's a fox person, but still, I call bullshit. Then during our second, granted less explosive chase of Bell through the city this season, he just happens to come across the gigantic building she's staying in. Then while hiding inside out of the hundreds of rooms he could have chose, the first one he stumbles into is Haruhime's. Like, piss off. I like the fact that she faints just at the sight of a man's collarbone. I wonder what would have happened if she actually saw Belle's bell, if you know what I'm saying. Her and Belle share a love of hero stories, and this is the right way to introduce a new character. Had the stakes be Belle being searched for, so it leaves them stuck in the room with nothing else to do but talk and get to know each other? That's good writing I can get behind, but they really needed to work on how Belle got there. I also enjoy the fact that Belle will eventually save her in the exact manner of her favorite story. And even though Bella's still on his must-protect-all-women kick, like season 1, I did like the fact he was the legitimate Captain save -ho. But they had to cheapen that too. For a show that significantly ramped up the lewdness in this season, why reveal Haruhime never actually slept with people? That was one of Bell's motivating factors, to show her, regardless of what she's done, she's a beautiful princess and a hero would never turn his back on her. She is worthy of saving. That was a great message, and it's thrown away when it's revealed... She was just so naive she didn't realize she was never actually a prostitute. Something else I hate is when time is of the essence and characters stick around a dumb place, instead of hightailing it out of there immediately. Bell gets freed from his chains in the dungeon, jumps on Haruhime for a hug, and it's sweet she uses her tail to hug him back, but soon as those chains are off, I would have been gone. But these two clowns are just casually walking down the secret passage instead of running. Then we get to Preen. I hated her character, she was annoying, gross looking, her being compared to a toad was spot on, and I guess her torturing people, that was supposed to make her menacing, but she was just like a cartoon character. The best part of her in this show is her losing her teeth right before she dies. And I liked Aisha, 
her backstory on how she actually hated Haruhime, even though we see her being kind to her, her being beat down by her own familia, like the fact that she seems more of a boss than Ishtar. Then she turned old school villain telling her entire plan to Bell and Mikoto, her calling Bell out lit a fire under his belly, and that's what makes him decide to save Haruhime, regardless of the cost. Then he wrecks her in the final battle without even using level boost. I only needed the Ishtar arc to give a shit about Makota. The way she saves herself from falling off the tower was dope, and the way she got Ishtar's guard to give up the ritual location with zero hesitation was really cool. And Ishtar herself isn't even a main factor in her own arc. Her motivation for hating Freya and wanting Bell are stupid. And Hermes, I'm not even mad at you for giving up Bell. You were crying in bed at dawn, at least it looked like she really had to squeeze it out of you. Bell asks the reasonable question, why does Haruhime have to die? And her answer is the level boosting power is worth it to supercharge her familia. She needs it to take down her arch nemesis Freya. And it's like, oh, why do you hate Freya? Because men think she's prettier than I am. That's the best the writers could come up with. A hot girl's vanity about not being the hottest. That's the equivalent to Frieza searching for the Dragon Balls to become taller. And I was happy Freya messed her up like Jason out of a Friday the 13th movie just casually walked her down, hit her with the elegance, bitch slap off the tower. It was nice to see Freya get her hands dirty and her outfit is always something nice to look at. The final two episodes of this season almost felt like OVAs, but it's like, hey, why not do two random episodes to end the story of a season that had nothing to do with anything else anyway? And of course, the season wouldn't be complete unless useless Hestia was captured. And this is where the show really missed a huge opportunity. There could have been a fight with Belle and Eyes working together, but instead Eyes just wall runs past the enemies and Bell uses his hands and knees to crawl past them. And the ending moments with Bell and Hestia talking about how they'd be together forever was really nice and sweet. It was a good way to finish off a shit season. And I actually want to give a little shout out to Bet in this season. We didn't see much of him, but he kind of did save Bell in the bar when he was getting his ass whooped. And also too, when Bell was in the Apollo fight, he kind of said like, he's not going to use a magical weapon. He's going to use his own power because he's a man. Definitely seems like that fight against the Minotaur in season one gave Bet some respect for Bell. Now let's get into the fight scenes of this season. I have to be completely honest, the fights this season took a huge nosedive in my opinion. Not only in creativity, but scope as well. We have zero big boss fights. Not one monster gets fought in this season. To go from season one Silverback Gorilla, Minotaur, and Goliath battles to an ending sword fight with Aja was really lame. But let's start with the fight between Belle and the Apollo Familia throughout the town. It's a fun callback to Season 1, Belle running through the town with Hestia in his arms from a seemingly impossible attack. If you remember my Season 1 review, I said Belle's armor leaves him exposed in a lot of ways, and he, Akinthos, took full advantage of that in their fight. He cut Belle in every place he wasn't covered. Belle's speed usually makes up for this weakness, but he went up against someone who was quicker than him. And then Lily goes Altair getting up on the rooftops and then murders two guys. It was nice to see her do more than she did in Season 1. But there was a loss of quality in Season 2 fights that wasn't present in Season 1. Even the animation during some of Belle's attacks during the town fight were poorly drawn and really badly animated. As for the war game battles, the war game was built up on being a siege. The one game where your numbers truly matter. With how much of a disadvantage Belle was with, even after Lily, Welf, and Makoto left their familia to join Hestia, it was awesome to see their party made official. Rue has a great entrance, wrecks 50 of them by herself, and she didn't even really use the magic swords to do it aside from getting them out of the castle. And then we get some elf on elf crime. I liked her battle, it was good seeing her back, 
and unfortunately it was realistically all we saw of her in season 2. Makoto using her gravity attack was stupid. It drained her and didn't even hurt the enemy. They got right back up when she was done. It could have been used in a creative way. At least in season 1, it slowed the Goliath while Bell charged his final attack. She would have done better with the Rue approach of just slicing down the lower level enemies. Welf, on the other hand, actually liked what he did. He used his reverse magic wisely, took out an entire squad of mages and archers, putting their own attacks against them. Then he went head up with Daphne. And then for Bell, Bell goes from being dominated in one fight to one strike cutting through a smoke cloud and the next cuts through Hyakinthos' sword and slices his chest. I was expecting a good back and forth, but Bell just wrecks him instantly. Lily also did great in this battle. She got Cassandra off Bell and she caused a lot of confusion while she was disguised. And once again, low quality struck. Bell's final back handspring and punch to finish the war game looked really bad. There's also a shot on Lily holding Bell after the war game too, where the proportions are way off. Bell looks like a thick giant compared to Lily in this shot. As for the final battle in the Ishtar arc, let's just start with the bullshit. Bell goes in there with no armor in a final battle and really only gets a little scratch on his face. Bell's battle with Preen was embarrassing. Repetitive moves, the glow from the level boosting looked cheap. Then Bell's battle with Aisha was much better. There was actual camera work and fluid animation them going sword to sword, the actual variety in strikes. Then he puts her down with a firebolt punch to the gut. Early I said she put a fire in his belly, well, he returned the favor. Action sequences like that let me know that the showrunners still have it, so why was this the only decent fight in this season? It was by far the best fight of the season, and it didn't even come close to anything season 1 had to offer, letting you know just how piss poor this season's action was. Now I'm just going to get into a couple of nitpicks. This show was called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? And this entire season, we had 60 seconds of fighting monsters in the dungeon. The next is the subtitles on Crunchyroll, at least, have the name of the show wrong in the opening. I mean, I understand getting lost in translation, but it's the name of the show you got incorrect. My last nitpick is Haruhime has been a willing participant in every step of her sacrifice, never ran the multiple opportunities she had. She walks out to the hanging garden, so why chain her up right before killing her? That made no sense. She never tried to get away from you. A quick highlight I wanted to mention is the guy who Bell fought in season 1 on the 18th floor, putting 100,000 on him just to win the war game because he knew how powerful he was. I thought that was funny. So now I'm going to get into how I would fix this show. This is the first time you'll hear me say this, but it will certainly not be the last. I do not like when anime split a season into separate arcs or storylines, whatever you want to call it. Have a consistent long game and many adventures in between that still contribute to the overall theme of the season. So I'm going to give my take on how I would fix season 2. First, I would cut out all the Ishtar arc completely. I did like Haruhime, but a lot of the other aspects were so poorly done, I would have put that aside for season 3 and worked on it much more. I would put my focus on the Apollo arc. I think the first two episodes did well to set us up for a great season, but then they completely dropped the ball. They didn't even give the Apollo story a half a season, it was crammed into 4 episodes. So for episode 1, I would have expanded our heroes in the dungeon, really showing just how much they've grown in the time we haven't seen them. Then go to dinner, get in the fight, have them treated by Hestia just like we see in the show. The next morning they get a letter inviting them to the banquet, and then Hestia explains her previous dealings with Apollo in detail. Give us a fuller backstory, and have that be the end of episode 1. For episode 2, I would have the first part be us seeing everyone get ready for the banquet. Have someone tease Belle for looking like a waiter. 
then keep the rest of the bank with the same, ending with Eyes and Bell's dance, interrupted by Apollo. Episode 3, I wouldn't change much of what the show had, I would keep it identical to Bell leaving for the dungeon and being attacked. Still have him be whooped, have all that be the same, then have the episode end with Hestia accepting Apollo's challenge and Bell going to get training from Eyes. For episode 4, I hated the entire side Soma story, even though season 1 dropped hints to set this up. Like everything else in this season, the story was rushed. From everyone being addicted to booze, to Soma being a robot only caring about brewing liquor and letting Xanus handle all his duties, I just wasn't given time to care. Lily leaves the fight in town thinking that Belle's being attacked in part because of her, when it's like, in what world do you really believe you're significant enough for an entire familia to go to war in public? The only cool aspect of the Soma family side quest is Belle has nothing to do with it. It gave shine to our side characters. It showed Hestia isn't dumb or useless, she had blueprints, figured out patrol patterns, all for someone she didn't even like in Lily, just so Belle could focus on getting stronger and defeating Apollo. The Soma family side story only lasted an episode, and one of two things needed to happen. You needed to either scrap this completely and figure out something else, or expand the story to get the audience invested. I would have had episode 4 end with everyone meeting and discussing the strategy to save Lily, and wait till episode 5 to get into the battle. So like I said, episode 5 would have been like a part 2 of the Soma family story. Show Bell not just training with eyes on the wall that they usually train on, have them go deep into the dungeon with eyes to the higher floors so he can get stronger and upgrade his stats by taking on big monsters, with eyes there in case he gets overwhelmed. This would fix my nitpick of never being in the damn dungeon this season. Then have the attack on the Soma family begin just as the show originally has it, but have Lily really try to convince her prison guard that the Soma family has fallen from grace and she wants better, not just have the guy guarding her give her the keys 5 seconds into his watch. Then after Lily drinks the divine wine, have her go on a longer trip in her mind, showing just how much she hated herself and how positive being with Belle, Wealth, Hestia, and Makoto has been for her. Have a flashback into Lily's history so when she does speak and demand Soma stop the fight, there's some weight behind it. She literally drinks the wine and then 5 seconds later says stop the fight. I would have had Soma take a grand stand and have an emotional moment with Lily when he realized he hasn't been there for his familia or doing the right things and then have him release Lily from the Familia. For episode 6, I would have given a week between the meeting announcing the game would be a siege and the war game itself. By establishing that, it would make everything else that happens believable. The guy even said before they were saving Lily, do you have time to focus on this? Shouldn't you prepare for your war game? We could have had this be the preparation episode. Giving the week allows believable time for Lily to be saved, Belle to train, and Wealth, Hestia, Rue, Lily, and Belle all to meet up and strategize. Don't tell us the audience what the plan is, just show us that everyone sat down to discuss it. In the actual show, Bell just shows up from training, we assume no one has seen him since the town attack, and they all just immediately run off to start the war game, no one talks about a strategy. I would have done it my way, then had Bell run off to the wagon, get the amulet from Seer, and end episode 6 there. In episode 7, everything was stacked against Team Hestia, but then they absolutely washed the Apollo Familia in hours. I wanted to see Plan A fail. Have Lily get caught when she was disguised as a member of the Apollo Familia, then have the backup strategy go down the tubes as well. And in the end, have Belle pull out something revealing Lily was caught on purpose and the backup plan was meant to fail to get them into the position that they're in. You could have made this battle into a chess match with Belle outsmarting his enemy because he couldn't realistically overpower a hundred soldiers. Especially when we see Apollo moving chess pieces earlier in the season, you could have beat him at his own game. 
The final battle also sets up that it's a three-day affair. They could have had a major battle having each day be an episode. They know Cassandra has future-seeing abilities, but they never listen to her. She warns them when they first attack Belle in the town, and again when Lily sneaks into their castle. But none of the members listen to her. If you know she has those feelings, why not listen to her? You wouldn't have lost everything if you did. See, I would have had Lily sneak in just as she did, have Rue attack with the magic swords, keep it all the same. The 50 guys go out of the castle, Rue whoops them, Makoto sneaks in on her own, then have Lily let Welf and Bella in the main gate, keep that all the same. Then, when Lily says I'll go cause more trouble, have Daphne believe Cassandra and capture Lily. Cassandra then makes a big announcement that if Bell didn't show himself to surrender, who knows what will happen to Lily. End episode 7 there. Come back with episode 8. Have Bell being the simp that he is of course go out with Welf beside him to surrender for Lily. Have Lily remind him what's at stake, him being with the Hestia Familia, and not to care about her. Then as the Apollo soldiers surround Bell and Welf, have Makoto come out and use her gravity power for an actual strategic move. She pins down the Apollo forces and then tells Bell and Welf to run while she keeps them all held down. Daphne throws Lily aside as Rue comes charging towards her and Daphne escapes. Bell and Welf then reluctantly run away and then have Makoto and Rue back to back go against the remaining enemies. That will occupy them as Welf and Bell regroup and then have them run through the castle just like they did in the show. Have Daphne there say she knew that they were going to come this way which should explain her being there and then let Welf does what he does in the show and then Bell gets away and have that end episode 8. For episode 9, I would have Bell charge the Argonaut Blast just like he did in the show, bring down the tower. This time have an actual boss fight between Diakinthos and Bell. Don't have Bell just wash him like I discussed earlier. Have it be a back and forth battle, with Diakinthos realizing Bell has gotten stronger and faster, but not believing it will be enough to defeat him. Then have it play with the same, Cassandra tackles Bell, Lily tackles Cassandra, Bell goes boom, final attack leaves an opening, Bell flip kicks and battle's over. Then have the end of that episode be everyone celebrating and moving into the mansion. Then for episode 10, if you wanted to have a bullshit filler episode, now would be the time. Have everyone relaxing in the bath. It would feel well deserved after this big battle. And instead of the end being Makoto's problem, have it be Belle and Hestia with their little fight. And that leads into episode 11 and 12. And then with episode 11 and 12, I'd add a couple things, but keep it the same. There was some good relationship building between Eyes and Belle. We see a glimpse of why eyes hates dragons and end the season with them because their connection was good and it was also seriously lacking in season two. And keep Hesty and Bell's conversation about gods and mortals the same, that was really great. Then boom, season two is drastically better than what it was. For the best line in the series, that goes to Hestia with Bell's chastity is in danger or Bell's chastity is in jeopardy, whatever she said, that was hilarious. So now we're going to get to best girl waifu and harem. And for me, best girl was Naza. Now picking a best girl for this season was actually hard because we don't really get a lot of anyone in this season. Rue was barely in the season. Same with Seer, Eyes, Haruhime didn't really get to do much. Lily was actually a front runner for best girl because we've seen her step up her game a lot this season. But I ended up choosing Naza, not only because she's cute, but she was the first to pull up and help Belle against the Apollo Familia attack in town. She's a long range bow user. We see her do some cool shots giving Wealth a track to run up and smack Xanus with the flat side of his sword. And we really get to see her help out in the first part of season two. She also put money on Belle to win the uh, war game, which I thought was funny. She also got some attitude. Her getting on Miyak when he complimented Freya, that was funny. And her part in helping Belle dance with eyes. I liked her a lot and I hope we get more of her in season three. As for waifu or harem, 
I haven't seen enough of her to give her the title of a waifu. All right, now we get into final thoughts. If you listened to the previous review, you know I put a strong emphasis on saying Damachi season one was phenomenal. The reason being is season two was a horrific drop off in my opinion. Rush divided stories, lackluster action, choppy animation, and low quality pictures. This season was a monumental disappointment. I only watched it once and then a second time to prepare for this review. And during my second watch, I thought, wow, maybe I judged this wrong. It's actually pretty good. But no, it's not. The first two episodes are great and the next 10 are just a downward slope. All I can say is I hope season three does much better than this subpar effort because if we get another season like this, I will 100% write off the first season of Damachi as a one-hit wonder. If this was a standalone series or if this was the opening season, I would recommend you drop this series and never go back to it. It was that much of a letdown to me. Alright, thanks for joining us this week. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.